What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 129 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch and Mr. Craig Euler. What's up, dudes? Nothing. Just nothing. Up? Nothing. I got, I got stuff. I mean, there's always something up. I don't know what, but something. Well, yeah, nothing that's mad, true. Really? No, just been kind of a quiet weekend. So, you doing yard work, Craig? Well, I was. I, I actually. Uh, we're building the McDonald's in Pierce, South Dakota, and I spent, I just got home from there, spent the last six days working 14-hour days trying to get it done uh, so so they can start flipping hamburgers and serving french fries and and uh, come home and started doing yard work as relaxing work. How, how, how often do you guys got to mow your lawn in the Black Hills? Oh, I try to do it at least once a week. Oh, you do? You got a sprinkler system or what? I do. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> High class. <laughs> <laughs> mine, I burned mine down the other day. I burned my yard a couple weeks ago so I could stop mowing it. So <laughs> That's strategy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, my, my wife likes the green lawn too much, so she over-sprinkles it. And... So, yeah, I'm mowing. I mow pretty regular. You know, I, 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 I don't have a sprinkler system, but I'm at that spot where uh, when we don't get rain, the weeds still grow. The oh, grass yeah. doesn't. And it's just like, oh, man, looking all. Got to keep those at bay. Looking trashy on the corner. I, I would like to punch whoever decided that it was socially, uh, you're, you're socially obligated to mow your lawn and take care of it. I'd like to punch them right in the face <laughs> because, I mean, at the end of the day, grass is just a weed, right? So, right. I mean, really. Who cares? I like the tall grass, but you know, you know, you got to keep your yard clean. That's uh, a bunch of crap. We should look into the astroturf deal. Right, I've thought of that a few times. Like <laughs> to just turf the front boulevard of our house because it's all dirt anyways. Because I got a big tree there that you know nothing can grow under. I think down in Arizona they just put gravel out. Yeah, heck with it. Yep. With all our pine trees, I can't imagine getting pine needles out of astroturf <laughs> or oh, rocks. Oh, that's that would true. suck. <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be a mess. But no, Craig. Well, it's good to have you back on. I think, golly, it's been like freaking fifteen episodes since we've had you on. In a while. And, I mean, we well, were kind of on. What, it, what was it? What it probably would have been the hundredth episode. So twenty nine episodes ago. Hoofda. Um, was that? It's been a while. That could be. I mean, that was kind well, of by I, design. Got, I figured you got big time and forgot all about me. <laughs> it took us a while to remember. They were like, who can yeah, we talk to? There's yeah. got to be somebody in the Black Hills that we we haven't talked to for a while. <laughs> Who's this ugly dude holding the lake trout? Let's call him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, uh, Craig, first topic today that I, I kind of want to talk about is I was actually listening to the Dan Patrick show uh, earlier this week, and they were talking about uh, seeing pro athletes like at the middle school level or high school level, you know, and, and at you know, even at a young age, obviously, you could look at these guys and, you know, obviously for basketball, you know, well, he's, you know, six foot eight and he's in, you know, the eighth grade and he's coordinated like, yeah, he's probably going to go do something with his life. But, uh, you know, you, you sometimes you see people and you can just tell that they are different. So I was kind of thinking in my mind, like, you know, golly, have I ever had that? And uh, so it brought me to a, a time when I went down to a concert in Sioux City, Iowa, and uh, it was Little Big Town. They were playing at the Orpheum Theater, downtown Sioux City. And uh, they had a, uh, a guy open up for him. And this guy and his wife got up there. And, and he had long hair and a cowboy hat. And, you know, just sang, almost kind of sang the blues. You know, it was a different type of country music than what I had really ever uh, heard much of. And it got done. And I was like, man, that, that dude was awesome. And I was telling my mom and dad about it and my brother and, and everybody. And they, everyone else was like, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, he's all right. You know, kind of a little too twangy and whatnot. Well, the dude's name's Chris Stapleton and, uh, he ended up doing all right. <laughs> and, and, but I mean, like, I don't know, I just, something caught me, you know, with Chris Stapleton and, uh, you know, Matt being a, being a football coach and, you know, a coach of all different, uh, uh, things, you know, at the middle school and high school level. I'm, I'm sure that you've seen people, you know, come up through the ranks where, you know, as a sixth grader or seventh grader, it's like, whoa, we, we might have something here. And and that's got to be with fishing too, right guys? Oh yeah. I, I believe so. I mean, you, you see a lot of these kids that are, you know, like on social media now and they're out there hustling and, you know, they're going up and competing in some of these big tournaments and, you know, being competitive in the tournaments, if not winning it. And 
it is. I mean, you can see it. Like they just have something. They think differently out there. They put in the time. Um, that's a that's a big thing. A lot of the times too is just putting in the time and having the, the confidence and you know loving falling in love with the process is the big thing. Craig, like, do you think that it's electronics? I mean, do you think that they've got you know a, a special sixth sense? I mean, what do you got any explanation? Any ideas? You know, I, I think a lot of it would be probably just how they were brought up. Uh, we're we're in a world right now where there's so much information out there mm-hmm. where we didn't have that. And if we did have a natural ability or skill, there's no way to really be exposed to everyone else. But I think of kids like Jack Johnson. I don't know if you follow him, but yep, if, yep. If we're talking young anglers. That's Matt Johnson's son. So not only does Jack have a dad who's an absolute legend in the fishing industry, but then he's got all these other tools and, and he lives in, you know, central Minnesota. So he's got access to all this water and I've fished with him and the kid is an absolute stick and he's got the drive. He's got the skills and he's got the location to be able to put it all together. And I, I guarantee, uh, 10, 15 years from now, everybody's going to know who Jack Johnson is because he is that good of a fisherman. Um, but even beyond that, I think of, uh, I, I hate to go back to, you know, me and B Cavs, uh, Brian Kavanaugh's, uh, uh, you know, we fish together all the time, but I remember the first time I fished with him and just his ability to read lakes and read contours and stuff like that is like, that's the guy I want to fish with because He's doing something I didn't really think of. I could catch fish if I was in front of him, but like his his, his way of tracking them down in the lake and being a, he didn't need lake maps. He could just watch contours on the shoreline and say, "Okay, there's going to be a pocket over here." He'd go catch them, and it just I, I just remember that first time fishing with him, where it was definitely something special. But even beyond that, you, you know, you you start fishing with people who are doing things totally different than, than me. You know, I, I'm Western South Dakota. I'm fishing reservoirs all the time. Just last night I was fishing with buddy signer out on the Missouri river. And he, he knows the system in his area around Pierce so well, we went out for two hours and we probably caught 15 walleyes, a bunch of catfish. He, uh, he caught a big salmon, um, you know, it was just nonstop action and it was uh it was a lot of fun and and without his knowledge and ability uh, of knowing that i would have never caught any of those fish at all so it, it locale information you know just stuff like that i think is what makes everyone a great fisherman but then um you know it's kind of going off the topic of those people with those natural abilities but i think it's just different abilities if that makes sense Right. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of it is, you know, just purely time on the water. You know, I think it was two years ago, you and I, Craig, had the privilege of hopping in the boat with Brennan Lockwood there in Chamberlain. And I mean, I, I think Brennan would have bet a million dollars that we were going to catch our limit, catch it early. You know, we were going to go off and cast for smallmouth bass then. I mean, there was never a plan B in Brennan's mind. He knew exactly where he was going to bring us, exactly what we were going to do. and And we went and did it. And we caught fish. I mean, there was times when Brennan, you know, had two fish, you know, reeling them both in. I mean, it it was, but I mean, you were looking at a guy who was in his element, a guy that, you know, had spent a lot of time out on the water, you know, weeks and weeks at a time, you know, every day going to these spots and, you know, he, he knew where he needed to be. He knew, you know, how fast, how far back, all, all this type of stuff. And, it, it is, it's truly a privilege to, to get out, you know, with those people, but you know, the, you know, Brennan could really catch us a lot of numbers. And then there are certain dudes that just have a knack for catching big fish, you know, out there in the black Hills, I think of a guy like Oakley. I mean, whether it's a fricking rud, whether, you know, I mean, whether he's driving to the Missouri river and catching Northern Pike or, you know, I mean, I think he hold, still holds the state record for the salmon right uh yeah i think it for the not the hook and line but the unrestricted salmon uh, right yeah but i I mean there's just still does but i mean they're just i mean dude catches some big fish and Mm -hmm. and you know it's a lot of time on the water 
time on the water and you're right i i kind of overlooked him but he does he's got a natural ability i i remember this was a few years ago he just wanted to get out of rapid city and try some new water and he called me and he told me he was going uh east river somewhere and i said well you gotta go check out this dry lake because dry lake number two uh it's called it, it notorious for big walleyes and big perch and I think he was on the water for an hour, and he had a nine, ten pound walleye on the ice. <laughs> right. I mean, it just Shocker. just unbelievable yeah. skill to be able to go do that. And I, I know guys that have fished that lake a hundred times and never caught a ten pound walleye. Right, it's it's crazy. I mean, you talk to a lot of the guys that have that fished tournaments against Seth Fighter when he was younger. Oh yeah, up in Minnesota, and a lot of those guys talk about and tell stories about like how you just knew like he would he was different he was there's just something different about him on the water his skill set and everything like that that everybody was just like it's not a surprise that he's had the success that he's had and you know gone the places that he has gone well you know i mean i i know i kind of beat a dead horse talking about Corey sprangle and john hoyer and whatnot but i mean john hoyer has won musky tournaments john hoyer has placed well in bass tournaments i think john hoyer consistently is up at the top of the nwt i mean dude's fishy like i mean he's got something different i you know and i don't know if he's just a whiz with his electronics i don't know if he you know looks at a map and and can decide hey i think this is where i'm gonna be if he risks it for the biscuit every single time and he's only you know going after big fish he and he knows full well you know i'm not gonna catch 50 of them but I'm only going to catch six or seven of them, but they're going to be big. I don't know. I don't know what the dude's got going, but it's something. Yeah, definitely. I don't you know. know. Kelly Mazer out here in the hills, I don't – have you spent much time around him at all, Scott? Just uh, hooked on hard water. I've, I've gotten to sit at a table with him a couple times, and, uh, you know, he's he's a he's a smart dude and, and does his research, it seems like. he He is one of those guys where – he is like a student, constantly a student, and you know, always figuring out what he should do next. And and I fished a tournament against him. Um, this was a month and a half ago, I suppose. And after it was all said and done, you know, he was not only was he talking to everyone else, figuring out you know how they were doing, what they were doing, where, and stuff like you know whatever information. But then he was going back and psychoanalyzing everything he did and uh, he, I, he's like oh I, I don't know why I was got in the rut of throwing these I should have been changing colors and doing this and that and you know I, just constantly second guessing everything he did and and I think it's that that makes a, a good angler you know it gotta my biggest flaw as a fisherman is I fish memories and mm-hmm. I fish my go-to's and the like you say the risk it for the biscuit the people that are willing to step outside of the box and when i'm out lake trout fishing i've always got a craggy on you know maybe sometimes i need to take that off and and try a big tube jig or try a big spoon or something like that but i just i have so much confidence confidence in the craggy that i that's all i use and they're not always going to want to eat that and a person needs to be able to to get away from falling into those ruts and in those guys that they don't get into those ruts I, that's what makes a legendary fisherman really and and i learned a lot i fished a lot with kelly this summer and he is definitely one of those guys that is changing lures constantly and and he's a crankbait pulling machine he he's a whiz when it comes to pulling cranks and um it's you, you know it's not like a lot of people think pulling cranks like you ding dong so you think it's a lazy man sport where you're just driving the boat around you work harder pulling cranks than you do pitching for bass because you're constantly adjusting depths and and uh changing colors you know adjusting your boards and everything about it, it it's it's no i i've found out i've been doing it wrong for a lot of years because i was doing it the lazy man's way and and that's just not the game you, you know you're constantly changing things up well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. There. I, I I was about to. I, you know what? Well, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. I always look at it as like when you're driving down the road and you get stuck behind a, a tractor with a planter behind it and stuff like that. It's just it's kind of like we. 
getting be stuck behind some trollers. Yep, pulling cranks. <laughs> pulling cranks out here. <laughs> you know, me and me and Matt are dirt track racing fans, and and obviously uh, Kyle Larson is is not just uh, successful on the dirt track now. I think he's won the last. Well, I don't know what happened uh, today. Yeah, today, but, but before that, he had won the last uh, three. I think three, and then four if you count that All Star deal, and uh, he pretty consistently finishes on the top of. Uh, uh, of the world of outlaws or the all-stars or whoever he's, he's racing against, but that's a guy that, you know, he, he's not satisfied just running the same lines that everyone else is running. Right. You know, what Trying the fast, I mean, things. you know, everyone's running up high and it's super fast and all of a sudden he's going down low, just, you know, going to try it. And all of a sudden he passes four cars and it's like, well, where the heck did that come from? Well, because he was trying something different. Right. And, you know, I, I'll come right here and say it. Our buddy Ramrod, uh, Ramrod can't find fish for crap, but if you find fish for Ramrod and you sit him on top of him, he's going to catch him. Like, but the same thing, he, you know, he'll drop a jig down there and he'll sit there for three minutes. And if he doesn't, you know, if he happens to get cold shouldered once or, you know, they're not coming in, he's got two other pulls, you know, uh, already tied up and he's dropping something else. I mean, I think he spends more time tying tying jigs and and dropping something else down and you know doing weird stuff but i think it you know pretty consistently pays off i i kid you not every time i ever go fishing with the moron he catches the biggest fish he might not catch the most but he catches the big one he does every time and there's nothing that pisses me off more i'm getting a little fired up sitting here just sitting and thinking about you are. it <laughs> so then there's that Craig, how how we doing on time? You you running short, or you still got a little bit? I'm just uh, I was just getting a call from my daughter right now, but uh, if you hold tight, I can jump in my pickup and we'll switch over to that. We can talk while I'm driving to go get her. All right, all right. How long how long do we got then? Oh, five minutes. Okay, we don't need you getting an, into an accident here in uh, Rapid City. I just blame it on you guys and be all right. Well, talk, talk, talk to the cops. They heard we of just us. just hang up. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> he always he always forewarns them every year when we're coming out there for Hooked on Hard Water anyways. So. Yeah, well, ask Brooklyn if she wants to be on this episode. We'll have her. <laughs> See how the first day went Yeah. or how the new job is going. Oh, I don't think you want to hear it from her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Raw and uncut. She, she realized what a full day is worth the work is now, and she's not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Me and her both. <laughs> Did we lose him? No, we didn't lose him, I don't think. We may have lost him. Uh-oh. Am I back now? Yep, got he's ya. back on, Loud back on. That's about as unprofessional as it gets, but... That's we how we are. We don't That's care. How we, we, had, roll. we had Waldron on, and his neighbor was weed eating. I mean, you could hear him cracking beers. Like that's 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 what we are. Like we, we're no frills. No frills. No fr- the no frills what fishing you hear podcast. Is what you get. Yep. That's that's good because that's what I am. Good. All right, Craig. Uh, we're going to move on to a next topic here. Uh, uh, payment for a day uh, out on the water in a boat. Um, if, if, if you if you and a buddy go out, how do you normally uh, split up payment? Do you ask for payment? How, you know, what do you normally do? Uh, usually, um, if someone's with me, like if, if it's my boat, I'm driving, whatever. Uh, it, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost like depends on who you're with. For the oh, most for part, sure, though, for sure. I, yeah. I, I refuse to take money just because I, I don't I don't like that. I, I mean, you know, when if you're fishing with your close friends and and you know, I, I don't know. I just I I'm just not a fan of exchanging money with them. I guess, but um, you know, sometimes like Brian, there's a lot of times if I'm pulling up to the gas station, he'll beat me out of the truck and have his cars in the pump, you know, just to cover fuel or whatever, you know, but it, it's just, that is never anything expected because at the end of the day, I'm going fishing anyway, regardless of who's with me. So that money's spent and I, I just, I, I'm not too worried about it, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, for I sure. Think, I think most of us are that way. Like, like you said, you know, I was going fishing anyways. Um, they came along and, 
you know, if they want to jump out and do that, it's just like, all right, you don't have to do it, but whatever, you already beat me to it. But nothing's ever really expected. Well, I, I don't think that you ever want to get put in that position where it's like, you know, hey, man, 25 bucks. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, but if somebody does offer to, you know, buy you a meal at the end of the day or, you know, you know, leaves a 20 in your pickup, you know, it is appreciated. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, you it's not a guide service, but at the end of the day, like if, if I drive and, you know, I've, you know, it's my boat. Hey, you know, I did blow 70 bucks. You know, me and Matt kind of have a relationship where, you know, sometimes I'll drive with his boat behind, you know, sometimes he'll drive, you know, it, it kind of goes back and forth. And I think, you know, between you and I, it kind of comes out in the wash. Right. But yeah. it ends up being even. Yep. For me, the biggest thing is if someone offers Right, that, that right. goes further than actually leaving me yep, a $20 yep. bill. But if you offer, like like even last night fishing with Buddy, I'm like, hey, man, can I give you some money for gas? And he's like, it was five miles because we didn't burn any gas. And so yeah, it, it's just the offer because there, there's a lot to be said about that. I, I mean, that's a, a way of knowing they truly do appreciate going fishing with you. So, so just hearing that is more than enough for me. Definitely. Yep. yep. As long as there's an acknowledgement that, you know, hey, I realize that, that you did pay some money. I didn't. Uh, you know, if, if it's five, ten bucks, yeah, it's probably not worth, you know, uh, pulling out your wallet and, and exchanging any money. But like you said, you know, a, a thank you and, and an offer, that's worth a lot. Yep, absolutely. So what about like, do you ever have any like like not so close friends or just some acquaintance acquaintances that are always like, Hey, yeah, you know, I want to go out fishing with you. And finally you're like, all right, I'll take you out fishing. Um, you get done with the day and they're just like, all right, thanks. That was fun and stuff. And they just jump out and go. How do you feel about that? Is there again, that it doesn't bother me. It's not like I even think about it more than I guess. I don't know. It's never really been an issue for me. Um, well, that's not, I mean, in, in, when we're talking about this, this isn't like we, uh, none of us really ever expect it from anybody that right. comes from it. Like you said, the offer is the big, is the big thing. Yep. It's just like, just like if you said, yeah. Yeah. Hey, for me, I guess, uh, even one step further than that is I get people that call and want, uh, to be guided out here and, they always ask, uh, what do you charge? And I just tell them I can't guide. I don't have a special use permit, but if you want to make a donation to hook down hard water, I'll take you out fishing for free. And, and I've had a couple where, you know, they'll give me $50 or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you know, you kind of hope when it's some random person, you don't know, they'd give you a little bit more than that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And it's 50 more bucks going towards hook down hard water. So what the heck? Right. But, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I'm I really, really bad about, um, like, money's always been just kind of a weird thing amongst friends and everything. And I, if someone owes me 20, 40, 50 bucks, it's not even worth bringing up saying, hey, you still owe me money or anything like that. Just because I would hate for a dollar bill to get in the way of a friendship. So I've just never let it get to me like that. No, and then that's the right way to approach right. it, no doubt about it. But uh, you get down fifty bucks to fifty people, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, that that ends up a little different. But what about if you're out fishing, you two, and like you you got like a friend along? We'll just say like ramrods along with you, and he's stepping all over your equipment and ends up breaking a couple rods or something like that. Do you expect him to replace them, or is it just one of those deals where it's just like if he wants to, he wants to. If not, it's just kind of like, all right. There again, if they make the offer, that would right. mean more than about anything. Right. Yeah, because it happens. I, I Oh, for sure. Fishing a tournament about a month and a half ago, I broke a brand new rod my first time out on the water, so I, you, you know it happens, but it... Uh, um, it's a bummer, and I mean, if they're being an absolute ding dong, that you would hope that they would offer. But if if it happens and they don't, not I don't know. I I think if it happened, if especially if it's ramrod, if he's being a dumbass in the boat and he breaks the rod or two and doesn't even offer that, might bug me a little bit. 
You know Ramrod was out in your neck of the woods this past weekend? He did this dirty dog. and I mean, I wasn't even there anyway, but he he actually did message me looking for a trout lake to go hit. But uh, um, So it looks like he got into some decent fish from what I saw, too. Yeah, he was. I don't remember what uh, it was. Something on. Uh, I don't remember what the name oh, of the lake God was. Oh God, dang it! I forget what the heck. Yeah, we're we're not going to mention it on the the airwaves because it's a really small lake. That's a kind of a hidden gem. All okay, right. good enough. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Pactola. <laughs> there just, you go. Just a little Perfect. lake out yep. there. <laughs> just this little thing. But there's dry lake number two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or number fourteen. Yeah, dry lake number fourteen. We're talking about South Dakota here. Yep. So, all right, Craig. Uh, I'm sure you're probably getting there to uh, be picking up your daughter. We'll uh, we'll let you be, but uh, we appreciate you uh, joining the beginning of the show. Yeah. Hey, great talking to you guys. And uh, uh, anytime, let me know. Do it again. All right. Definitely. See ya. And that was Craigie Euler uh, out there in Rapid City. Uh, thanks, for uh, Craig, for joining us for a little while at least uh, to, to hear something other than uh, me and Matt. But uh, to kind of piggyback off that, Matt, you know, I, I know Craig talked, uh, you know, that he didn't really like the money exchange, and, and, yep. and I get that. But, uh, you know, there, there's also a lot of ways that you can kind of say your thank, you know, say thank you without giving somebody a $20 bill. You know, if you're going to go out fishing with somebody, bring a cooler with some snacks and waters. Yep. You know, that's, that's, that's you know, a good just, way to, that's, I mean, yep, that's a good thing to do. Yep. It doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot of money. You know, a bag of chips and, you know, eight bottles of water. Yeah. That, if you're you stopping know, at the gas station before you hit the water to get ice, get all that stuff, you know, that's a way to just to say, you know, kind of do what he said BCAP did quick, grab the card and you know, get out there and do it. I mean, cause we've all, we've been on, we've both been, all of us have been on both sides of it where, you know, it was, we were hopping in with somebody else, you know, or somebody else was hopping in with us. So, I mean, like you said, with ours, what we do a lot of the times, you know, there's, it seems to balance out a lot where you'll drive one time and I'll drive another time, whether it's hunting, whether it's just making a run up to Sioux Falls or something like that. So, yep. Yep. And, and, you know, I don't know, probably one of us is up, you know, $50 on the other one, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's just not something worth, worth sitting there counting. Right. I mean, you're if, if you're going to be the guy, yeah, if you're, if you're going to be the guy that's like, okay, I put $51 in my pickup, mm, you know, with what my boat gets for right. gas mileage, you know, probably yeah. burned $19 there, uh, probably got $9 into leeches. Um, you know, yeah, I would say you probably owe me, you know, right at, uh, $37, right. you know, don't that that's never, don't be that's, one of the, don't be one of those guys too that invites your buddy to go fishing and be like, and you know you're gonna go always say you're gonna go for a couple hour trip somewhere you know and don't don't always expect it either I right mean, don't don't be like well okay you're gonna fill up this time and it's just like oh okay i mean in all sense you invited that person along so right if you if you two have planned a trip together right uh you know last weekend you know going up there to the boundary waters i i know you know both zach and ramrod threw threw some gas money my way i don't know where where it ended up right doesn't really matter to me uh you know i i was going like you say but uh you know if, if you're planning a trip like that you know i think obviously zach and and ramrod knew going into it like yeah you know gonna, well, it's gonna like, like when we go out to hooked on hard water yeah, i mean yeah. we, i mean we know it's a long trip out there we're hauling a bunch of equipment and doing all that stuff and there's wear and tear on everything and it's it's you know it's just kind of the the right thing to do is yep. to do all that but like you said don't don't uh text a guy on a friday night and be like hey i'm going fishing tomorrow you want to come along yeah sure yeah. and uh drop them back off, you know, Saturday evening and say, all right, $51. Right. You know, don't. like, whoa, hey, man, get, you invited me. Or get crabby when they're like, all right, hey, you know, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me go and come along. And they jump in their vehicle and go. Don't be like, well, what the hell? You know, why didn't they give me any money? It's like, well, you know, you invited them. Exactly. So. Exactly. You know, but to to add to that, you know, if, if you are going out with somebody and uh, you enjoyed your day, if you stop at a Burger King afterwards, buy them a number seven, you yep. know, uh, spend the $7 and 50 cents to say thank you. You know, it, it, it goes a long way. Uh, if, if you're the guy that's gone fishing with somebody out in their boat and, uh, and you did cold shoulder them at the end, 
and you've noticed that you haven't been invited back the calls back like man we haven't fished in a while yeah that's you know (laughs) think about it think about it could be the reason yeah what goes around comes around i guess yep (laughs) matt uh i i got one for you here uh did you see the uh the newest uh law out in arizona no i did not no you did not okay arizona decided that trail cameras violate fair chase and uh hit the hunters with the country's first full camera ban arizona game and fish department commission voted five to zero to institute a full statewide ban on the use of trail cameras for scouting game wow that's crazy that 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 seems a little aggressive. That's that is. That's very aggressive because in the last time ever since trail cameras came out, that's kind of been like the big thing, you know, the kind of the, the scouting step, tool. Right. I mean, that's really changed the game of how people hunt. I mean, this is that's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess maybe I could see where they don't want the ones with the cell phone cameras or the cell phones that go right to your phone, but uh even, even still, that, I mean, I don't, I don't understand like why a ban on that is because the trail camera tells you. I mean, it can help you pattern when they're when they're there, but that doesn't mean that guarantee that they are going to be there. I'm so, I mean, what are they going to what What if people say, well, I'm putting it on my property to watch for trespassers? Well, I mean, and I, I mean, and, and I, I guess just, you do have that happen, happen to be getting deer on there. It's one of those deals. But you're not going to put it on public land, right? Well, you know, I mean, it's risky putting trail cameras on public land, anyways, the way it is, because they seem to grow legs and walk away. So. Yep. But I just, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the use of thermal imaging cameras and and you know some of that type of stuff is is already illegal. You know, uh, I guess you know you you can't hunt deer after the sun. You know, thirty right. minutes after sunset, anyways. So. Thermal imaging cameras is, you know, really benefits you in no way if, if you're already doing it legally. But uh, I, I just, I, I I feel like this might be the first time that I've ever seen uh, legislation come through that, that really, uh, I mean, aggressively, swiftly uh, it's, targets it's, in, in some electronics. Right. It's, that is, it's a big, it's a big step. In that, I mean, I guess I can see where they're wanting to go with this whole fair chase deal. And, you know, we as hunters all the time, that's why we hunt, you know, we, cause it's like, that's what our forefathers did. It's, it's, you know, that's what like the people that used to survive on it did. And it's like, you look at some of the equipment we have now and it's but just then like, we it's better, nothing. but then we better only go with smooth bore muzzle loaders well, and that's no, what I no mean. sights, you right. know, I mean, right. And then you know, the, open sights only. And then you start talking about there you know now you're talking about wounding a lot more animals and stuff like that so i mean i'm not for it i, I me, think me neither I, I think that trail cameras should be able to be used i mean they're not getting used for like negative reasons i, I mean, don't it, think I, I mean i don't think but you know i i realize that this is kind of comparing apples to oranges well, no, but it's not. I no, mean, i no, know where you're but, going with this and i i figured you did and i figured most of the listeners did but uh I mean, you, you start looking at some of this, some of these, uh, uh, you know, marine electronics now that are pretty freaking crazy. I mean, you want to talk about, get, I believe, I, I believe any fisherman with live scope or any forward, uh, forward facing sonar that they have a hell of a lot more of an advantage over game, you know, being fish than what anyone running any trail cameras do. Right. Oh yeah. I for mean, sure. for me personally. I, I feel, I, I don't know, but, you know, y- you start to wonder if, if, if all of a sudden all these states go ahead and they ban live scope, they ban active target, they ban, uh, I don't know, what's... what's Mega Avenging Live. Mega Live, yeah. yeah. They ban that. I mean, A, you've got a lot of manufacturers that all of a sudden like, what the heck like you know i've paid right. engineers millions of dollars to develop this type of technology we put millions of dollars into uh you know production and now all of a sudden you're going to slice our throats and 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 i mean i get it you know i mean i get it i i don't know if you tell the manufacturers like you know hey but you also got 
guys that are going, I mean, there was a dude in Arizona. I, I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but there was a guy in Arizona that recently for his birthday got two trail cameras that you can no longer right, use. You can't use it. You know what I mean? Like there, there are department stores, you know, mom and pops, archery shops, you know, everything down in Arizona that took in inventory of Moultrie and big game, you know, yep. trail cameras that now they're like, well, what the, f-? you know, yeah. like, what am I supposed to do with this now? It is. It's such a weird, I would have never thought like that's five probably, to zero, right. five to zero. Right. You know I mean? I can get Where's, it if it where, was where three to two. Sport, where were the sportsmen on? Where were the hunters on this? You know, like arguing against it. Was it one of those like decisions in the night where it came across hidden in a bill somewhere and nobody really knew about it? I mean, for it to go five to five to zero, I mean, there's got to be some legislators that have that are hunters and outdoorsmen and right. stuff like that that are just like, well, wait a minute here, you know, this isn't this this isn't right. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if, if if any of you listeners know more about this and and can say like, whoa, oh, hold on, you know this, you know you, you're missing this part. I'm wide open to hearing about it, but you know that's that's what I read on trophy bucks of Iowa. So, you know, I guess I didn't uh, go to arizona.gov and and listen, you know, check out House Bill 4976-4321. But but, but like I you mean, said it, it's it's a major step in like against electronics. I mean, everything this this day and age now is all about like electronics. And right. We want to make everything better and now all of a sudden it's just like a 5 to 0 vote to ban that. That's that's crazy, really. Yeah, I and I mean, I don't know. I mean, are more states going to follow suit? You know, I can't help but to think if if one state decides that, you know, they're not going to allow, you know, this forward-facing sonar or whatever, I got to think more states are going to follow suit. You know, may, maybe it'll never get to that. Maybe it'll just strictly be on tournament trails, you know, on certain tournament trails in some tournaments, you're not allowed to have it. Okay, fair enough, like, you know. I, I I can see that you know I I would kind of like to see a bass tournament I'd like to see a bass tournament or a walleye tournament where electronics weren't allowed period right just to, just you know be just see fun what to happens see, you right. know something a little bit different yeah but uh, you know ah, God dang it I I mean like, I mean I would just hate to be the guy that just took the shot to the nuts and buying three thousand right. dollars you know worth of electronics <laughs> to come home and be like oh God can't wait to rig this up. What the, you know, uh, like, to take, take advantages of others' misfortunes. I guess if we could get onto some like Arizona, yeah, yeah like hunting. There's a trail online. camera sale going on in Arizona <laughs> right like, now. Hey. Go check Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> Give you 20 bucks for that. You oh, man. You got no use for it. Yeah. I mean, but you think about it, like, you think, you know, that ice fishing tournament that you fished in over at Okaboji this year. I mean, how much more of an advantage was it having your camera down there? Oh, they're for not sure. having. I mean, for sure. So I mean, it does make a big difference. I mean, yep. so uh, it would be different. It would be odd to see a tournament where they were like, no, no electronics allowed. You know, all this stuff. That, when I mean, there's there are still tournaments that play out. You know, bank beaten bass tournaments. You right, know, and, you, and and different stuff where that 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 stuff isn't going to play. A and lot I'm, of times, the guys will shut them off so that they don't have like the the sound waves down there and stuff like that yep. that they think spook the fish. Yep. You know, I'm sure there's times, you know, in, in crappie stuff, you know, where they're way in the weeds and you know, it, 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 yeah. it wouldn't work, but, uh, God dang it. I just, I, I, I don't know, That's you know, kinda, and, and maybe crazy. it's not just uh forward facing sonar, but you know, there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that, it definitely gives us as anglers of us as hunters, you know, just sportsmen all around, uh, you know, a pretty solid advantage. And, and I don't know, when you start to think about uh, legislation coming through like that, where where does it end? You know, where where does it end in in the advancements? But where does it end, you know, in, in taking away some of these advancements? Right, where you can't use them. It's great that we have these advancements, but it's like, nope, you can't use it for what it's intended for and why they made it. So it's just kind of like, well, well, dang. Right. Right. And, you know, like I said, guys, I, I realize it's a stretch. Uh, you know, I, I have not heard of any sort of state, you know, talking about banning any of this forward facing sonar, but, uh, you know, th this is the first time that I feel a real, 
aggressive move has ever been made towards electronics in the hunting and fishing world. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's not an avalanche of things to, to follow suit. Um, next up, Matt, did, uh, did you see Lawrence has officially been sold? I did not see that they were sold. Uh, Lawrence got sold and, uh, actually to the Brunswick, uh, the Brunswick group. So is that like the ones uh, do, 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 that own do, do. Lund and Crestliner and yeah, all that? that is exactly it. Um, they already own, uh, what's that other brand of trolling motors? Oh, Motor Guide. Motor Guide. I believe that that is the one that they own. Brunswick buying Lawrence. Uh, this is on the Target Walleye newsletter. And if you're not on the Target Walleye newsletter, you should be. But, uh. Uh, Brunswick, which, uh, is Lund, Mercury, Crestliner, Motor Guide, a uh, bunch of other brands, um, has entered and, and has announced that they've entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Navico for guess how much, uh, 2.3 billion. <laughs> you're, you're not crazy. 1.05 billion. Really? Wow. 1.05 billion with a B. Holy moly. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of That's money. That's a lot of chatterbaits. Yep, that <laughs> is. That is. I mean, it's not a whole lot compared to uh, what PE teachers in Iowa make. That's but, right. I mean, it's, you know, somebody's got somebody's to be in silver. I can't. And, and I, it might as well be the Brunswick group. That's right. I can't wait for the day when I win the lottery and I just buy every chatterbait that there is and you walk out to your vehicle at lunchtime or something like that to go get into it and it's just chock full of chatterbaits you'd do that for me yep yep it would just be plum full i'd fill that sucker up till we couldn't get any more that right is there. friendship that's right that is friendship i i will never are you playing the lottery that's the problem is what like, the? come on man come start, on if I'll you're gonna be tempting me with that. if you're gonna be tempting me with a bunch of chatters <laughs> get, you know what I think from now on, I'm not going to call them chatterbaits. It's chatters? Chatterbaits. Chatter. Chatterbaits. Almost like we're out in the East Coast. Chatterbaits. Up in New England. Chatterbite. Chatterbite. Now you sound like Carl Jockinson from Australia. (laughs) Chatterbite. They they don't say bait. They say bite. Chatterbite. There you go. Chatterbite. Just don't call call them baiters. Say Say it. Bite. No, you got to say chat. No R in. Oh, chatabite. Chatabite. Uh, Matt, it was your birthday. It was. Tell it was. tell us tell us about what you got from Brant. I'm curious to know what you got from Brant. Well, you're curious because he helped pick them out. I did. How do you know? Because he told me. He told you that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Brant. <laughs> he said, "Did you like it? Yeah. Good. I already well, almost I used up a whole bag of one of them. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah, got some." Got some baits from the nieces and nephews. Got a couple of fish, salt, and pepper shakers from the other niece and nephews. So ah, push it. Oh, different salt and pepper. <laughs> pepper, not pepper. 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 <laughs> salt and pepper's here. I think everybody does that whenever somebody asks to pass a salt and pepper. Yep. Got some cool, you know, got some, I got a blackfish gear sun shirt. So Did you really? Yeah, nice. Excited to. Heck yeah. Start looking like all with the these hood? guys. Yep, with the hood. Oh, I yeah. always get them with the hood now. They're badass, man. Right. Like, I I love those. And, and I'm not just sitting here product pumping because, you know, whatever. But uh, the those blackfish, they, they've got uh, some texture to the material. And so it doesn't stick to your skin. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I'm telling you. You know, I, I wore them nearly every day that I was up there. I, I loved it. But, yeah, no, nope, ex- continue I on. Know, I'm excited to try it. So, got some, yeah. Got some gift cards, everything like that. So, yeah, it was a good birthday. Turned 40, so got to spend it at... I did a little fishing in the morning. We had rain here, which was much needed. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed that it wasn't... I mean, yeah, what I'd like to get up and go fishing for on my birthday like I usually do with the boat. Yeah, but I wasn't going to battle the rain. But, like I said, we needed the rain really bad, so it was nice to have a nice rainy morning. But I did go to the river in town here and caught some fish, so that was fun. And uh, spent the evening at a wedding dance, a wedding and wedding dance for a past couple of past students, and yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, 
They got a lot of rain, like over North towards like us. yeah, towards Jackson and whatnot. Yeah, they had a couple inches. I mean, or like more. Uh, Worthington area, some of the spots, like yeah, two to three inches. I I heard right here in our neck of the woods, uh, probably closer to like uh, quarter inch. You know, yeah, in, in a lot that of the ballpark. farmers were talking about it at the wedding. So. But uh, hey, that's it's better than the you know, yep, it's better, better than, than a kick in the shorts. Enough to kind of settle some of the dust. Yep. Uh here, here's another one. So I, me and a couple uh, co-workers were talking about, you know, water shortage, you know, that there's this water shortage. And so I started uh, doing a little bit of research, uh, you know, Missouri, uh, the Missouri River and whatnot. Um, so I, I, got, I got one here. How much, how much water, how many gallons do you think in a day New York City uses? Oh, man. Heck, I... That's crazy. Yeah, it's New York City. I don't I don't even think I could even D- don't even imagine. guess. Who knows? 1 billion gallons a day. Really? 1 billion gallons. So, I went and I looked how much water does the Missouri River have in it? And so this is strictly the reservoir system, which is uh, you know, all the way up there uh I don't know, out in Montana, Fort Peck, you know, right. Fort Peck all the way down, uh, I think, to Gavin's Point in Yankton. And then after that, uh, it's no longer a reservoir. It's just strictly wide, wide open river, correct? Right. Yep. So it has 73 million acre feet of water. And an acre feet is 323,851 gallons. So if you take... 323, 323, I don't know, what was it, 852 times 73. Oh, get ready. We're talking 23641196000000 gallons of water it's a lot of water so if you divide that by one you like rain man over here hitting up these numbers we could do 20 if to drain out the missouri river for new york city we could go twenty three thousand six hundred and forty one days it's a lot of days so the city of, of New York City is like the same size as like the city of or the state of Iowa, the state of Nebraska, the state of South Dakota, the state of North Dakota, like all combined. <laughs> right. I mean, right. might even be like a, a population wise. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But I mean, that's just that's just crazy to think about. Like, I mean, when you get out there on the Missouri River and you start, you know, really thinking about it, it's like. Well, there's a lot of water <laughs> out here. You know, like the Gavin's Point Dam, I, I've actually got this too because I was just happened to be looking it up. The Gavin's Point Dam in 2011, uh, when the dam was releasing a record 150,000 cubic feet per second. Per second. Like, I don't even know how many gallons that is, but... a lot. I, I'm pretty sure, me and Jeremy were talking about it, I'm pretty sure in 11 seconds they could do the whole entire city in New York City. I don't know. Whatever. No one really gives a rip, but I just, I just had to talk about it because, uh, I don't know. I just, I found it kind of interesting. So I don't know. I guess there's that. There's that. Oh yeah. We got a couple tournaments. Yep. Got a couple tournaments that we're going to talk about. Uh, the NWT and the, what did you call that one? Masha, Basha, Gasha? Graha. Graha. Yep. Tell us about it. What does that the mean? Graha. That's the Grand Rapids Amateur Hockey Association. <laughs> Everyone knows Walleye that. Shootout. Everyone up in freaking the north knows that. Right. Everybody up in northern Minnesota, they know all about the Graha. It's Grand uh, Rapids? Is that Minnesota or is that yeah. Wisconsin? No, that's Minnesota. What am I talking? What's what's the There's Rapids? There's probably a Grand Rapids. There's a Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah. There's two Grand Rapids. Oh, there's a lot They're of Grand Rapids. They're fighting over Grand Rapids. There's only one Rock Rapids. That's right the best rock rapids all right move along <laughs> no it's it's kind of the biggest one day walleye tournament in the state of minnesota uh up on pokegama you like saying that one pokegama <laughs> pokegama everyone knows it's pokegama 
usually it's like a hundred teams that are in it. Uh, yeah, eighteen thousand dollars to win, and this year's winners were Dylan Mackey and or Mackey. I'm not hundred percent sure. If it's Mackey plastic, it's Dylan Mackey, <laughs> and then Joe Bricko. JT Custom Rods uh, yeah. owner right there. They won it. They had 36 pounds, 36.5. Them dudes are some sticks. Oh, yeah. They, they catch them, man. Like they, in, in a lot of tournaments, those two do very well. Yeah. Um, some other people, like the top 10, uh, Gordon Fothergill and Easton Fothergill, they came in second with 33 pounds. Fothergill? Yep. That's badass last name. Um, Colt Anderson and Ben Olson, they came in with 26 pounds for third. Uh, Forrest uh, Leach and Alan Nelson were in fourth. Toby and Dean uh, Kavalig were in, they were in fifth. Like I said, they had 25 pounds. Randy Topper and Brock Anderson, 24 pounds and sixth. Seventh place was Will Pappenfuss. Walleye Will Pappenfuss, past guest. And Stephen Roller, they came in with 24 pounds. Eighth place was George and Dominic Broberg with 24 pounds, 24.6. Ninth place was Don Anderson and... Jason Jalicor with 22, and Corey and Dayton John were in 10th. So, you want to know what I've learned from this? The people in the Grand Rapids area have badass last names. That's right. They do. No, so, I mean, a lot of names in there, a lot of familiar names finished up in the top there, and it's always kind of a big thing. The, the, the cool thing about that tournament is they take the top 10, and they – stage them outside with their trailers their boats and stuff like oh, that really? and they drive them in and they get them up on stage and everything like that so like when they come in like i think it's a catch and release deal like, okay kind of like what aim is so like they give their cards to the people and then you sit there and wait and you know there's a lot of those guys we both follow on facebook a lot of them were posting, like, just got the call, you know, this is exciting. So you got the call that you know you're in the top ten and you get to go through the line. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's also a NWT up uh, Lake Erie. I don't know where. Was it Ohio? or I don't, I don't even know where the heck. Weren't they going out of – wasn't it Sturgeon Here Bay? on Ohio. Here on Ohio. Oh, that's right. Uh, Bill Sutton. Uh, from Salem, Wisconsin, ends up coming away with the W on that one. Uh, other notables, uh, other notables for us here. Um, Jared Fredericks uh, from Esteline, South Dakota. He's a guide, uh, you know, up in the I don't know northeast South Dakota and uh, east central South Dakota. Um, if if you follow, I don't know what's it called South Dakota Fishing Guide. I think I believe so. Yeah, South Dakota Fishing Guide, which I mean, he's got quite a social media presence uh you've probably seen some of him uh john hoyer coming uh coming home in sixth uh go down a little bit gary parsons in 12th uh um yeah there's a lot of a lot of dudes justin Severding, uh cory sprangle was somewhere there in the mix i don't remember where the heck he was but uh um no there's there's a lot of dudes uh from our area that uh did pretty good uh there's sprangle 23rd um you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin really showed out. Uh, Minnesota showed out. South Dakota showed out, uh, per per usual. But uh, yeah, no, whatever. Uh, that's one more, and I believe now they are back to Mobridge. Is that right? Mobridge. Mobridge. Yep. So uh, I don't know when that is. Uh, probably a little while here yet. But uh, no, whatever. It's exciting. It's good stuff, and. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably about two more weeks till the next Bassmaster Elite Series, something so. like that. So uh, starting the Northern Swing, so that'll yep, be fun. Starting the Northern Swing, and uh, we're we're uh, we're inching ever closer to the Fourth of July. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the end of June already. It is. I mean, I mean, it's really nuts. I mean, we've had warm weather for a long time, but I can't help but to think, like, holy crap, where'd half summer go already? Right. right. I mean. We've got, I mean, literally, it seems like you just got out of school freaking four days ago. And, right, it doesn't seem and, like we've been out of school that long. And, I mean, Matt, you got July and then a little bit of August, <laughs> August and you're and back. back. It's about right. time you get your ass back to work. <laughs> about damn time. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. <laughs> your wife? No. <laughs> no. Well, she's she's in the same boat. Right. If she, if she wasn't, she'd be like, mm-hmm. But, all right, uh, 
golly, I don't know if I really got anything else. I think that might be pretty good for this week's episode. Uh, uh, just a good news story. Yeah, well, you got a good news story? We had the Deitch fish fry the other day. Oh, yeah. Let's hear about it. I was good. Grandpa and his brother John, they were frying up fish when we got there and had plenty of it to go around and... We all ate till we were full and then ate some more because that's what you do at a fish fry. You just kind of, after you eat, there's still some there. You just kind of grab a couple pieces here and there and you just kind of, before long, <laughs> you've had about 20 pieces of fish. So Anytime, anytime that you ever go to uh, I- anything like where you have that chance of just grazing. Right. You know, anytime that there's a bunch of food set up on a table and, and you've got the whole grazing aspect. Oh my God, I go home so freaking miserable. And especially if like it's a potluck deal, you know, I mean, you go through the line the first time and, and I mean, you know, like say this for a fish fry, like, of course you're going to take, you know, three, four, five, six, 12 pieces of fish, you know, whatever you throw that on. Ooh, potato salad, beans. Okay. Oh, you know, there's a little fluff salad. I'm for that too. Oh, would you look at that? Uh, somebody brought an apple pie, you know, whatever. And, and I mean, you've got a freaking heaping full deal and you haven't even got through half the line yet. Yep. And I mean, then all of a sudden you're walking away and it's like, okay, there's some snickerdoodle salad, <laughs> you know, pickled herring. Okay. Like all this type of stuff. And, and I mean, you can't not go back up there. Like right. I'm one of these guys that I, I should train myself to just take a little bit of everything, but it's hard, to. but I can't going to take a bunch of fish, bunch of tartar sauce, a bunch of freaking potato salad cuz I love that stuff, right. but I love everything. But it, it's like one of those like when you go to something like that, you're like there's like a strategy to it. You're like okay, I'm just going to take a little bit of this this time and hopefully there's still some left, but but you can't think that way because it might not be left Yeah, you go exactly. Through, so I mean, like, you, are you willing to take that risk right. cuz I'm like, not? You look around and you kind of eyeball the crowd and be like, okay, what kind of crowd do we got here? Do we have yep. how many Scott Sturmans are out here? Exactly. You, want, you look around and, and you see like six, seven other big dudes and it's, <laughs> it's like, like well, all right, old, old son, <laughs> like I'm, I'm loading up. Yeah. You think you're going to get, I mean, I'll, I'll take half that. I'll take that damn bowl right back to the picnic table with me. <laughs> I'll make right. sure no one gets any of this. No, no, that, uh. That is, that's a good one. I know that's a, that's a cool deal for your family. You've got a big family and, and yep. uh, you know, a big family of fishermen. Yep. You know, that's, that's you know, one thing. Uh, you know, all you guys probably eat a lot of fish fries the way it is, but uh, uh, that, that'd be a fun one to go to. I've, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Uh, you know, we have that Deitch Boys episode from from early on i mean heck man yeah, i don't like, even know were we doing it for a year yet at that no, point no uh-uh. i mean heck that might have been like episode 21 right. or something like that really i mean it was early ones. on we went over to matt's grandparents house and we sat down with his dad and his his grandpa and uh you know matt's grandpa's uh he's been around he's seen a couple things and uh it, it was a lot of fun sitting there talking to him and, and hearing about what things were like you know 60 years ago 70 years ago and uh I don't know. We, we, I'm telling you, man, we got to make time and, and we got to get back yeah. over there. You know, even if it's just a call and maybe, maybe that's in the next couple episodes, give him a call and, and I, BS with him. I think my favorite thing from the other day, you know, him and I, we flip each other a lot of crap when it comes to fishing. And, and I was just like, Oh, I was like, Oh, these, these can't be the ones that grandpa caught, you know, because he doesn't, yeah, I go, these definitely taste like the ones that grandpa caught. They aren't, they aren't very good. And he goes, well, then your fish must probably taste like shit. Cause you didn't catch shit that day. <laughs> I, was just like, I was just like, all right, you win grandpa. And there it is. going to take no crap from little Matt. No crap from little Matt. Uh, so I, I got one here. Um, I, I recently saw uh, on Facebook that the brand Six Gill Fishing Products uh, started up a Six Gill Cares deal. And uh, since it says, since founding the company years ago, we've been working towards how we could launch our Six Gill Cares initiative, our efforts to use our platform to benefit causes that our anglers know and care about. We've done smaller outreaches in the past with Kawasaki Kids, a nonprofit near and dear to our hearts here at Six Gill. But this will be our first special edition product done specifically for a cause. And uh, they did an autism awareness uh, casting reel, an autism awareness uh, spinning reel, and an autism awareness rod. Um, I believe that the uh, the casting 
the casting reel is a $125 reel. The, the spinning reel is, uh, just a $35 reel. And, uh, the rod is 80 bucks. And I know on the $35, uh, spinning reel that $8 of that sale goes to, uh, autism awareness. I don't know oh, what, cool. uh, what company it is. I'm sure if you autism anglers, we, I, I believe it's aut, autism anglers, uh, that, that, that money will go to. And, and I know that they had thrown out $8, maybe it's $8 all the way across the board on each one, but, uh, it, it is cool to see a company. Um, I don't know. I don't personally know anything about sex skill. Maybe their stuff's junk. Maybe it's the best stuff in the whole entire world. I don't know. I don't have any of it, but it is cool to, to see something like that. It's a, it's a, uh, white rods and reels, uh, with, you know, yellow and, you know, yeah, you know, all, all the, all the wild colors, you know, that, that the autism awareness normally is. And I don't know. I just, I thought it was a cool deal and, uh, just, just kind of cool to see stuff like that. Uh, I, I hope other brands kind of follow suit and, uh, you know, not just for autism, but for all sorts of stuff, uh, you know, kind of, kind of raise some awareness and, uh, you know, money that we're already going to be spending on, uh, yeah, well, you exactly know, outdoor right. products. Let's, you know, let's let a smidge of that, uh, go to some good causes. So that's what I've got. Uh, golly, I think that's going to be episode 129. Unless you've got something else here, Matt. Uh, that's all I uh, got. We're, uh, we're working over an hour here and, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, guess that'll be it. All right, we'll see you next week on episode 130. Thanks for joining in. Uh, uh, if you haven't, hit the hit the like button, hit the subscribe button on whatever uh, platform you're listening on. Uh, um, that definitely helps us out. But, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, we definitely appreciate, appreciate you guys joining in, uh, and we'll see you next week.